thank you. country plays hard as I will play the rest of the season and you never see someone push the rest of the team as hard as I will push everybody the rest of the season. You never see a team play harder than we will the rest of the season. I knew we had a good chance to beat him when I heard Feinbaum picked him to win by about 25 points. Somebody tell me. Turned by Chris Davis. Davis goes left. All right, man. So we're uh, we're doing it. This is our this is our first episode. How's it I mean, feel? I feel like this is episode zero. We're at week zero. I'm ready. That's Let good. Me, good. That's counting good. down. I'm not. You know, counting down the days, counting down the hours, counting down the seconds. Obviously, bro, we're past counting down the days. It's like it's like a like tomorrow will be 24 it's hours. Mother freaking two days. I I'm can't ready. wait, man. Oh my goodness, well, I cannot actually, wait. Well, I'm actually more excited because I'm going. Uh, oh, that's true. That's true. Well, let's let's hold off on that. Let's kind of get some okay. like some introductory stuff going cuz this is our first one. People listen to us don't know anything about us. So, let's just start off with how your day was. Let's just get let's just get that out of the way. Day was good. Super busy. Um was working all day and then about through let's see what time did i go over there went to i'm calling a, a high school football game this friday who the head coach is actually mark brunell legendary jaguar um and w- with a buddy of mine who calls games for acc and stuff like that but uh we had we went over there to see practice and and just watch them play and 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 got some notes ready but uh yeah so i'm excited about that so that was probably the coolest highlight of my day um uh, going to go see mark brunell and his team and and just excited for tomorrow night to call that game, and then obviously Saturday going to the going to that the big boy game. So, yeah. What about you? That's pretty. That, I mean, it was my day was pretty good, but I want to hear more about how you ended up calling this game, and and a little bit more about uh Mark Brunel. That was. Did you know he was the head coach before you got there? Uh, so a buddy of mine who is actually um, he went to Syracuse, got his broadcast uh, degree there. And he called junior NBA last last week, and he's just he knows everything about basketball, but he's he's great at what he does. But he calls a couple local games just as a side gig, and uh, he had said to me last week, you know, because obviously I have n- nothing to do with broadcasting, nothing like that. So he said to me last week, he goes, "Hey, on these away games for Episcopal, which is the high school I'm calling for," he said, "You know, they don't give me a color guy, and it's kind of lonely in the booth." And he said, we used to have this guy that did it last year, but he's, his son graduated and he's not there. And I was like, I'll do it. He's like, you for real? I'm like, yep, let's go. Tell him you got the greatest color guy in Jacksonville. So <laughs> I was kind of, you know, I was honestly, I was, I was ready to do it. I was, I'm not going to lie. When I told him I was doing it, I was like, I was uh, like probably eight or nine beers in. So I was feeling myself, but <laughs> I... Uh, but he he actually texted me and he said, "Hey, I spoke to the athletic director, and they said, you know, hey, bring bring your guy." So, and I was like, "All right, cool. Well, tell me a little about about the team." And he goes, "Okay, yeah, you know, private school, uh, got some good players, yada yada yada." Head coach Mark Brunel. I'm like, "What the hell?" 
<laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you'll meet, you'll meet Mark and you'll meet the AD and, and we'll do all that, all that fun stuff. So, uh, we went out today and kind of got familiar with the team and, and I, you know, I saw Mark, um, it was more formal, obviously like, Hey coach kind of stuff like that. But, yep. um, it was a good time. Did so, I like, get a picture or anything? No, 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 no. That was like when I, when I told him what the hell Mark Brunel, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't, don't like, like you got to act cool. Yeah. So, he like, gave you, he gave you like the be cool, man. Be cool. He gave like, you like, don't. this is normal. This is the normal <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I'm thinking this, this is my game plan. You ready for it? I'm thinking that I'm going to be so good at this. They're going to offer me full time. Right. And then me and Mark are just going to be bros. And I'm thinking Mark's going to be like, look, <laughs> I need you as my OC. I need you as my OC. And I'm like, Mark, dude, let's go. And then at that point, I'm just be like, hey, Mark, come out for a barbecue. And then organically, we'll get a picture at my barbecue together. That's actually a pretty good plan, honestly. That's like, my long term. It doesn't plan. sound that like as far as extravagant plans go. That's not the craziest I mean, thing I've ever heard. I'm just going to say I'll let you know more after Friday night, but it's looking good. Dude, I think it's just like the career move for ex-NFL guys to become high school head coaches because last season I coach a high school team, and last season we played against a team, and Brandon Jacobs was the oh, yeah. offensive coordinator. And then we play, we almost played another team in the playoffs, and Jeff Saturday is the head coach. And I'm like, why are you two guys Jeff coaching Saturday? in Georgia? Yes, he was the head coach. Oh, not Jeff Saturday. It was – um. I'd have to look it up. It was one of the Colts' old linemen, though. Um, and he was the head coach of Hebron. And I'm like, why are these ex-NFL guys all coaching in Georgia? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, so I think that's just, like, the natural career path for those guys. That checks, bro. I guess <laughs> so. I mean, you got to have, like, some pretty good um, some pretty good checks if you're wanting to uh, – if you're wanting to sign guys like that. But I guess, I mean, they don't really need money. Like, they've already got money. Oh, no, no, no. Trust me. These guys are getting paid, bro. Think about it this way. They all pay, play, or they all coach for, I'm sorry, at at private schools. You don't see them coach yeah. at public schools. There's a reason. That's because true. public schools are broke. Private schools no, are charging. No, that's not why. That's not why. That's not why. It's because they send their kids to private schools. Like, if you play in the NFL, you're not sending your kid to public school. Like, you made millions of dollars. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling Bro, you. I work I'm at a you. private school. They don't got I money. know that. You think they got money, but they really don't. But I'm telling you, some of these some of these people, especially in Jacksonville, I'm telling you, Mark Brunel is making probably six, six figures. All right. I got one question about high school football, and then we'll move on to, to SEC. What do you think the – okay, I'm trying to think how to word this. What is the salary of the highest paid head high school football coach in America? What do you think it oh, is? Oh, I'm going to say 200. 200? I think maybe more than that, bro. Oh, my God. That's insane. I think so. Dude, Some like think about schools that are like the, uh, Allen, the schools that travel. Allen high school in Texas. Bro, how much does the IMG coach make? I'm, I'm sure we can look that up. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he probably how makes how much did the IMG how much did the IMG kids make? <laughs> That's the real yeah, question. Hey, you know the bag man stays at IMG like he just lives there. 
Oh my gosh, I'm not. I, I've never been to IMG, but it would not surprise me if there's a damn Wells Fargo yeah. right across the street. <laughs> hey, the I the Bagman is a is an IMG alumnus probably. Oh, dude. <laughs> that whole All right, man. So, place. oh, they, my uh, my father in law works in Gainesville, and he's always talking about IMG because IMG's in Florida. Yeah. Um, and so I like started looking into their facilities and stuff. Makes no sense. It's absolutely oh, yeah. insane. That's what I'm saying. It makes no sense. Makes no sense. All right. Well, let's let's move on from high school football. Let's go ahead and get into week zero. Okay. We've waited all summer. You and I have been texting and talking about recruits and storylines and all this stuff. And finally, it's no longer just a phone conversation. We're getting to watch actual, real deal college football, SEC college football at that on Saturday. We got two matchups, Florida versus Miami and Auburn versus Oregon. So the first question I want to ask you is, out of those two matchups, what do you think the most competitive game is going to be? Wait, hold up. So is Auburn and Oregon, they're not playing, they're playing, they're not playing week zero. They're not playing this weekend, are they? I'm pretty sure they are. Pretty sure we got two games this weekend. Let's see. Let's make sure I'm not. I think Auburn, let me double check. I know that they bumped up Florida. Oh, no, it is that. You're right. You're right. Oregon and Auburn are next weekend. I mean, I do want to talk about that game, but let's talk about obviously. Yes, scratch uh, that one. 2020. Just, let's, let's just talk about uh, Florida let's versus Miami because I thought that was yeah, a week zero. Yeah, so obviously to start, let's talk about the 2020 national champs, Florida Gators. Um, oh my god! <laughs> no, no, no! I'm really excited. Uh, so obviously, I'm going to the game. I know we talked about that. Uh, I'm going to the game. I'm super psyched. Uh, actually going to do a couple tailgating things with uh, the Big Three Roll-Up, which is a podcast in Florida that that does some really cool stuff. Um, so I'm excited about that. And I'll probably get there around 12. It's Parking's going to be crazy. Game starts at 7. I don't even know uh, where I'm going to be probably at 7 um, because, you know, tailgating. But it'll be a good time, and I'm excited. I uh, don't really – I'm super like I'm the most superstitious person ever, so I hate 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 making predictions on Florida games because I just think I'm gonna be like I think if I'm like oh well Florida is gonna do this and Florida's gonna do that the complete opposite's gonna happen. So, but I will say I've been obviously I've been paying attention to a lot of the stuff and all the trash talk on Twitter has been hilarious uh, between Miami and Florida and just everything else. So I'm just excited for it. Not only is it you know college football obviously but it's the 150 year of college football it's week zero it's you know usually when you get these matchups you get like hawaii versus colorado state or just some some matchup you're just like ah, i'll watch the first quarter and you're, you're like you know just because you're just ready for college football uh but to actually watch um you know two good schools ford and miami are you know i don't you know we could say good bad whatever whatever they are but just two you know big programs uh, to to face off and obviously it being a rivalry, it being in state, it being at a neutral site, it being week zero, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be insane. So I'm excited about it. What are your thoughts? So, well, I just want to hear more from your perspective because like the Miami and Florida game to me is interesting because it's not only like two historic, like well known, well established programs. But it's like a rivalry game that's kind of making a comeback after not playing for a few years. So just in your mind, when you look at Florida's rivalries, where does Miami rank and and how 
big of a game as this in terms of just rivalries? Oh, yeah. I mean, anytime – well, I'll rank my rivalries here in a second. But anytime you're talking about in-state, it's huge um, only because of recruiting. I mean, you're talking about uh, the state of Florida is – is you know everyone comes to the state of florida i mean it's uh, arguably the most recruited state in america oh, yeah i mean yeah. obviously there's some competition with california and texas and, and georgia, georgia and florida yeah. those are like the four states but florida seems to be like those guys down near especially like the coast like miami dade county like that area is just full of recruits so i imagine oh, yeah. a game like this is just visit city Oh no, no no yeah like South Florida you're talking about like like just a different type of athlete like just a different breed like we don't even know what to call them but yeah so I mean when it, it just the implications with recruiting is is it's crazy of course and then it just you know obviously we don't play we you know FSU we get to play them every year and then obviously we beat the crap out of them 41-14 but you know whatever so we already won that battle, but to be able to play FSU our last regular season game and then literally our first regular season game, it's like we can wrap up the whole state. I would have loved to play yeah. UCF in the bowl game because we could have beat FSU, UCF, and then Miami and it'd been like, hey, we run this town. But yeah, it'd be like the state <laughs> championship for colleges. Yeah, but I mean UCF's little brother, tell them to sit down. They don't know what's up. Um, but no. Uh, it's just recruiting implications, number one. Number two, you have two historic programs, obviously, that have, when you look back at it, you know, have had amazing players, amazing coaches, uh, and obviously national championships and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just thrilled about it. Um, and then as far as uh, ranking my, my uh, rivalries, I'm probably different than a, the typical Florida fan just because I grew up in Georgia. So... To me, I it depends on I don't know. I would rather beat Georgia than FSU, but not a lot of Florida fans are going to say that. So in my mind, I think Georgia and FSU are probably like one A, one B. But I'd probably put if it, if it were me personally, I put Georgia at one, FSU at two. Then at three, I'd probably put you know here recently now because of the the trash talk and it being in state. I'd probably put Miami at three, but it's close to Tennessee. But I, it's probably okay. a mixture. It's a mixture of we're playing Miami finally, and then Tennessee just being ass. So yeah, they're not like a threat. So I'd probably go Georgia, Florida State, Miami. Then I'd probably yeah. say um, then I'd probably say Tennessee, and then I'd probably say LSU. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone's our rival. So this so Miami game ranks. This Miami game ranks pretty high on your rivalry list. Then. Yeah, I mean, it's recency bias. Don't get me wrong. I just like, yeah, you know, everyone's talking trash, and then we renewed for 2024, 25. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm ready for it, but I think it's good that we're going to play. Um, and okay. I mean, obviously, so let, we're gonna have me, to let me give you kind of my thoughts on the game and where I think the game hangs at. Um, and then, and you can kind of come back and, and tell me what you think. So, yeah. I think that Florida is going to win. Um, but I think it's going to be closer than than some people expect. For one, I think that it's going to be the first game of the year, um, so both teams are rusty. Um, as much as you want to, like, say that you know you got good work in over the summer, um, the reality of football in the modern era is that you're not doing lots of hitting um, and contact 
in summer workouts and in fall camp and practice. You're just not. Um, so those guys are all going to be coming off a summer of maybe a couple scrimmages. And so it's going to be kind of, you know, touch and go in the beginning, I think, um, with guys getting their feet under them. And I think that, you know, while Miami hasn't been insanely successful as of late, you know, Mark Rick's first season, um, they obviously had a great year with de- their defense showing out and everything. But other than that, they've it's kind of been a down, you know, for the course of recent history. Um, but I still think they got just insane athletes, like kind of like we talked about earlier. Um, just the region they're in produces athletes, and they're they're just by rule of law going to uh, get some of those athletes. So I think Miami has the athletes to compete, um, but I think that um, coaching on the side of Florida is going to help them pull away. Um, but I'm interested to see what Florida's run game looks like. Um, you know, obviously P. Ryan is is really good. But that offensive line is kind of being restocked this year. And we, me and you have already kind of talked about that. Um, so I'm interested to see what that looks like. Um, and I think it will be a close game. I'm interested to see what this Miami quarterback does because um, he is a freshman. Uh, and that's like a big ask for a freshman uh, to step into a game like this and, and, and perform and pull out a win. So I think it's probably close. I would probably put the score – I would probably say maybe like 34 to 26 or 34 to 21, somewhere in that. Um, I was going to say, you got it a one-touchdown game? Well, see, I think that it would be it'll be one or two, and I think Florida could pull away late. So I think just based off the rivalry and it being first week and both teams kind of filling themselves out, I think it can stay close. I think Miami does have the defense to come – to, to create turnovers with that young offensive line, um, create some pressure and, and make some stuff happen. Um, but it's all going to come down to, you know, how good is Felipe Franks after the summer? You know, we've heard a lot about him. We've been told that, you know, he's gotten his attitude straight and Dan Mullen's got him in shape. But we're going to really find out on Saturday. So I would say it's probably a two-score game, but I wouldn't be surprised by a one-score game. Um, just cause it's, I mean, it's a rivalry game and those games can always be hard nosed, hard fought games. I mean, I can't tell you how many games Georgia has, you know, been close to with tech or lost to the tech that they shouldn't have. I mean, that kind of thing happens a lot with rivalry yeah. games. So I think it's probably 34 to 21, 34, 26, somewhere in there. Um, that's just the feel I get for it, but I don't know. I don't know what you're expecting or, or what you think it's going to be. No, yeah. I mean, I think Miami, obviously, there's a couple of places I think we have an edge on Miami. Well, number one, we're, we're putting, returning Felipe and and the same offense, and obviously took a big jump with Dan Mullen. So, I mean, I expect him to kind of show out, and from everything I've heard, he's took it, taken on that leader role and just kind of, you know, has been great and, and all that stuff. But, you know, all that stuff's good to hear in the summer, but, you know, when it's time to go, let's get it. So that's kind of my, where I'm at with it. Um, I think both teams have good defenses, um, you know, and I think we have the edge over overall on offense. I've heard good things about our offensive line, so hopefully they'll stick. Uh, but we'll see. So, I mean, but you're right. I mean, I I don't know much about Jaron Williams. He he was there last year, so I think he's a red shirt fresh red shirt freshman or either yeah, he's a, a red shirt freshman. Okay. Because I know he played a couple games last year, but with the new rule of being able to play four games and stuff, I just didn't know how many, how much they played him. But 
Uh, no, obviously, I thought it was hilarious that Tate Martell is moving to receiver, but it no, didn't shock me he, that they. I'm sorry, I'm looking it up. I guess he is a sophomore. Okay, I so he, you... I thought he missed enough games to go as a redshirt, but on his uh, two four seven Sports page, it says sophomore. He might, I, yeah. I mean, I, with Miami's quarterback situation, I don't, I just don't know. So, uh, and that's one thing. You know, my thing is, is, is. It would really, really surprise me. I mean, it's just for Miami to win this game is one. Jaron Williams is going to have to surprise a lot of people, and and two, the coaches are just going to have to come in with a perfect game plan. Yeah, um, you know, and I'm not saying that can't happen. I think Manny Diaz is a good coach. Obviously, my money's on Dan Mullen, but you know, you never know. Exactly, it's a rivalry game, so you just you never know. So. I, I, I'm excited for it just because it's football. A little nervous, but you know, always with a rivalry game. But you know, as the as the as the days go on, I I feel good. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I don't want to give a yeah. score prediction because, like I said, sure. I'll you know I'll guess this and then the complete opposite will happen because I'm sure. superstitious for no reason. Like I'm talking about. Let me just give a quick story about how superstitious I am. One time, I was at my house in 2016. Or 2017, I think it was. I don't know. It was the year that Florida had a goal line stand against LSU in Death Valley. And my dad and sister were at the game, but I did not get to go. Thanks a lot, Dad. Love you too. But <laughs> I, but what happened was is I'm at my house, and I'm watching it with my friends, right? And Florida, when Florida scores, I walk into the house, and I'm, I'm sitting on my couch, and I left my sunglasses on. And I'm sitting there on the TV, and Florida had this like insane touchdown with Ty- Tyree Cleveland. It was like a 98-yard touchdown. And like right before it happened, my friend goes, why do you have your sunglasses on? And that happened. And I looked at him, and I was like, that's why. So for the whole game, I wore my sunglasses inside my house while watching this TV or watching this game. That's how superstitious I am. And I wear I wear specific boxers on game day. I wear the same I wear the same Percy Harvin jersey on game day, unless we're playing like like Charleston Southern. Sometimes I mix it up with a nice polo, like nice little Gator polo. But no, I wear the same thing every game day because I'm superstitious. I can't take it, man. I wear blue. I wear blue American Eagle boxers that are a nice little elastic. You know, gotta let that <laughs> gotta let that ish breathe. And I wear my sunglasses and I wear my Percy Harvin jersey. And the same ball cap. So, but side note on on superstition. So, no, I'm super super. Like it's it's honestly crazy. Uh, I, I, I was gonna say let me let me just go ahead and tell you how dumb all of that sounds. <laughs> look at me, look at me. We went ten and three last year, and the year before we were four and eight. I'll if 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 I think that I have to wear specific boxers. But you I think wore I, the same jersey both years. No, 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 no. The Percy Harvin started last year. Uh, no, 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 you're right. No, 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 no. I honestly, I can't even treat. I can't even keep track of my superstitions. Exactly, exactly. And no, I was about no. to be like, so it wasn't Dan Mullen's coaching. It was the fact that you wore the right jersey. <laughs> correct, correct, exactly. That's exactly I'm, what it is. Isn't it? I'm glad to know you're keeping the uh, the Florida Gator football team afloat with your uh, clothing choices. Yes, yeah. I mean, if we have a 10 win season this year, you, I, I expect a lot of direct messages. Thanking me for wearing the jersey and the correct boxers. <laughs> I mean, okay. there was a couple. There was a couple weeks where I didn't wear clean boxers for this team to to sneak out a win. Wow. Just, you know, yep. 
Onto the dedication. Next. So yeah. let me hear. Let me hear what you think, if any, Tate Martell's involvement would be. Do you think we see him line up at receiver for Miami? Um, do you think we see him in certain packages for quarterback? What What's the story there? Do you think? I think that um, he's going to be the kid that comes on, kind of like you know when they have like a Make a Wish kid and they let him score a touchdown. I think oh, that's probably oh what's going to happen. No. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, no, I have no. Clue. We're going to end up canceled. Our very first episode, we're going to end up canceled. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you don't but, think he'll touch the field at receiver? He's been uh, practicing with receivers. I think he'll touch the field. I think he'll touch the field. I think he'll touch the field. I don't know if it's going to be a receiver. I think they run a trick play with him. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I feel like they can't run a trick play, trick play with him because it's so obvious. Like, my thing is, is run a trick play with him because he couldn't even win the starting job over Jaron Williams. So if you think he's going to th- throw a freaking, like, like uh, you know, wide receiver screen pass Bro. more than 10 yards down the field. Bro, yeah. why, why are you trying Jaron Williams' life right now? You don't know nothing about that man. You said you can't even win the job over Jaron Williams like you've seen him practice. I have seen clips of them practice. <laughs> so <laughs> Good to know we've got an insider for, I'm, for I'm an insider games. Don't you listen to the big three roll-up? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Trust what did, me. What did the Miami guy on there say? What has he been saying? Uh, nothing. Really? I mean, like, no, I mean, they talk about Miami and the, t- the job, but they don't talk like, I mean, they talk like, like the funny thing about the big three roll up is that the biggest trash talker is a Gator fan. Uh, well, most that makes guys. perfect sense. Actually, that's like that's exactly that. what I would have imagined it would be. But I mean, the other guys are cool. I, all of them are cool. But I mean, the guy actually that I follow who does big three roll up, who's his Twitter name Silk, but he's actually his name's Corey Knowles. But he he retweets all the videos of of the Miami Hurricanes practice where it shows like Jaron Williams getting picked off or Tate Martell can't even throw it over a lineman. So that's where I've seen clips. So <laughs> I just think it's funny. But no, I mean I think I think Tate will touch the field. Uh, but I think he'll touch the field either a if the game's lopsided or they're just kind of hoping for something or if Jaron Williams is doing too good, but. I don't know. I feel like a trick play is just kind of too obvious. You know, they'll probably put See, him in a receiver why, and then run the ball. I think it's beautiful is because they'll they'll put him in a receiver. He'll get some plays where he doesn't touch the ball, <clears throat> doesn't run a route, that sort of thing. And then they're going to hit this little – he's going to one step forward, come back, catch the ball, throw it down the field. And just – even if it doesn't work, even if he gets sacked, I just can picture them doing that so perfectly in my head. Like I can't you just see them doing that like like in a last ditch effort or something like I just feel like that fits. I could see so them doing well it, but like, guess what? What's happening? I dare him. I dare him to. I dare. Do him you to. really? Okay, you don't have to make a prediction, but just give me like a percentage of confidence in a Gators win. Seventy thirty. Seventy thirty. That's that. Uh, yeah, I'd probably be about the same. That's probably about yeah, yeah. the same percentage for me. I feel 70% sure that the Gators will win. You just never know because it's a rivalry, but I dare him to. I dare him. Tay Martell, right. Do what? Tay Martell, booty. Make a wish. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're so extreme. Make a wish okay, is not so, booty, but I'm saying he is booty, and if he gets on the field, it's make a wish. 
This just in, Parker thinks the Make-A-Wish Foundation is booty. No, 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 no. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> All right, so let's let's move on just to, like, the season for SEC. Um, I want to hear not necessarily who the winner of the league will be. Like, I don't want you to tell me who you think is yeah. going to win, but I want to hear the winners overall, who has a great season and kind of maybe like a Kentucky from last year, um, who is the losers for the year, um, based on what happens and just some predictions um, and maybe some dark courses like people you think could maybe sneak into the championship game. All right. I'll start with the losers. Let's get that knocked out of the way. Losers, South Carolina. And let me tell you why they're losers. Oh, oh, even, oh I already know this answer. Oh, my goodness. Their schedule's I, ridiculous. Schedule is ridiculous. I mean, they've lost before the season even started, which is like I feel bad for them. They're not even losers because they have a bad team. They're losers because – they have to play everybody. I mean, Bro, it's they play Georgia, Florida, Texas A&M, Alabama, and Clemson. Oh yeah, and that's no, not no. even counting the fact that within the SEC East, they still have to play Missouri, who could beat them. Uh, Tennessee oh, yeah. could probably beat them. I mean, Kentucky, the I mean, only team they're playing from the SEC that I feel like doesn't necessarily have a shot is Vandy, and honestly. Vandy might could beat them if they're. I, I don't say, know when that game is in the season. I mean, Vandy's gonna start, Vandy might could beat them. Vandy's gonna start the season one and zero, dude. Oh my gosh, you gotta <laughs> chill. <laughs> you gotta chill. No, I'm kidding, but no, South Carolina because their schedule. Uh, I don't know if you want to like if we want to talk about teams digressing. I think Kentucky will digress a little bit. Obviously, they've. You know, some good players left from that team. I think I still think they can be a good, good, good team, but obviously not a ten-win team. Um, I think as far as dark horses, you have Missouri with Kelly Bryant. I think that can be a really, really, really cool team to watch. Uh, I don't know if you mean dark horses to win the SEC or just dark horses of like a team that maybe do might do better than we think. Yeah, but just a team that surprises us, or maybe a team that you think could sneak in. Sneak into what? The Playoffs? SEC championship. No, SEC championship. Um, I mean, I feel like if you pick anyone else other than Alabama and Georgia, it's a dark horse. So um, over in the no? – I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I think I think there's a lot of people high on Florida, man. No, I mean, people are high on Florida because they, they just want to pick someone different. They just want to yeah. be that person. But I think a dark horse for the East is obviously – I think you have Missouri and Florida – and then for the West, to me, it's probably just LSU. Maybe the See, closest is, is Texas A&M. That's what I was going to say. I think that the only legitimate, quote-unquote, dark horse that could sneak in is Texas A&M. Um, I think Florida's getting better, but I just don't think that this year they have the the necessarily the talent across the board um, to make it in. Um and I think that LSU, I mean, you know my opinion of Ed O. I just don't think he's the guy. I think he's a great coach. I think he's a player's coach, but I don't think he's the type of head coach to lead teams to championships. Um, yeah. So, I like Kirby. No, I'm kidding. I'm you kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so I just think that the only team that has a legit shot at quote-unquote sneaking in is Texas A&M. They've got the athletes. They've got the coach. 
And historically, that school has beaten teams they're not supposed to. I know it was a different coach with Johnny Menzel and all that stuff, but they've beaten Alabama when they weren't supposed to before. Um, and that kind of culture carries over between coaches sometimes, I think. And Jimbo's like a definite upgrade from Kevin Sumlin. So I, I think Texas A&M has a legit shot to sneak in if anybody does. Um, for me, losers, like you said, South Carolina. I just don't think South Carolina – I mean, how many games? How many games would Will Muschamp have to win for this season to be considered a net positive? I think if he wins five games, it's probably a net positive. No, I don't know. I'm saying he's got to make a bowl game. Like he's got to make he's got to make a bowl game. That means the only games he can lose are to Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, A and M, and Florida. How many is that? Five. Five. He can lose one more. You can go six and six. You can yeah. go six and six to go to a bowl game. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm I know what you're saying. Yeah, but I'm saying like he's gotta make a bowl game. Like he's been there. He's been there forever, man. He's yeah, gotta make a bowl but, game. But this is an unfair schedule. I don't care. He's gotta make a bowl what? game. What like name a coach, name a coach. But like obviously not the coaches who coach for these schools. But name a coach that could play Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Florida, Texas A and M, and win two of those games. Chris Peterson. No. You oh, think Washington could beat two of those? Is it? That is was a good, such that's a good, good guess. That's a good answer, but I don't think Washington can beat two of those teams. Jim Harbaugh. Although my boy Jacob Eason, <laughs> my boy Jacob Eason, I'm excited to see him play. I didn't so, know if you meant Washington or if you, no. I didn't know if you meant Washington or you're just saying like, hey, if you give this coach this personnel, what can no, he do with I mean, it? Like the team he has, the team he has right now. So if it's Chris Peterson, Washington would beat them two game, two of the win two of those games. So I could pick. I mean, Michigan could win two of those games. They could beat Florida twice. I mean, did you see the Peach Bowl, bro? Let's get out of here. <laughs> they beat in Georgia, bro. No way. <laughs> they, no I don't know. Way. I'm just saying Michigan could win two of those games. Yeah. I mean, they could for sure. Ohio Who State, do you think Oklahoma. winners oh, Lincoln are? Riley? Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma? Yeah. Yeah. You're, I think Oklahoma probably good. But I think uh, I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma. Oh, I'm sold, baby. Heisman. Oh, my goodness. I'm not sold on it. All right. So I'm who do you sold. think are, are you really that sold on it? No, I'm just kind of messing around, but I mean I mean a little bit. Yeah, sure, why not? I like Jed Hurts. I mean he's sold. good, don't get me wrong. I just don't think like it's his first sold. year in the system. It's not necessarily he can't really throw like those other guys that have played for Lincoln can. Who cares if you can throw? Lincoln's wide receivers are always open. You could be, you could be, make a wish and make the open pass. <laughs> Shout out to make a wish. That's true. Okay, so who are the winners for the SEC this year? Oh, I mean, like I said, Alabama, Georgia. I mean, it's super bland, I know, but yeah, Alabama, Georgia, and then I got Alabama. I just, I'm not going to go against Alabama until they prove me otherwise. I'm just not going to do it. And Nick Saban's the GOAT. I mean, I know what you're thinking. They proved you otherwise in the National Championship game when they got their ass beat by Clemson. And you're right. But I'm talking about 
this is what this is what got, gets me. And I know you're gonna you're gonna want to argue on this, but I'm just saying based off based off it, I'm not gonna pick against Alabama until Georgia tells me they can't choke and Alabama stops proving that they're good. That's what I'm just gonna say. I mean, I can't really argue that. Like, there's nothing to argue there. That's what I'm saying. So to me, it's Alabama, Georgia. Uh, Alabama goes to Alabama wins, but I still think Georgia. There's there's obviously still a way Georgia can make the playoffs. We've seen it before. So that's kind of my you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out this year. Yeah, yeah. I think um, a net winner in the SEC this year is probably Texas A and M and Tennessee. What? I think Tennessee. No, 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 not winning the oh. league, just winners, like a net positive for the season. Um, I think Texas A&M has a really good year. I think they lose to us and Alabama, and that's probably it. Um, wow. You haven't won 11 games? I mean, who do they play besides us and Alabama that they would lose? 11. Is, it, is it 10 games, but then going to a bowl game? All right, do they so. play Clemson again? Oh, uh, no, that'd be crazy. No, they don't play, Cle- they don't play Clemson, I don't think. Okay, okay so... So who who will they lose to besides us and Alabama? LSU maybe. No, they could lose to Auburn. No, bro, I, Auburn's one of my losers on the season. Gus Malzahn, I think Gus Malzahn might be gone after this year. I mean, I hope so because Florida plays him. I don't, baby. I want him there forever. <laughs> I want That's him a- at Auburn forever. I want Auburn to be relegated to misery. And just pain and suffering for the rest of their existence. Wow, I mean, bro, I hate Auburn. I can't stand Auburn. They're one of I, the only SEC teams that I would root against if they were playing a non-conference team. This is how I feel about Georgia. That makes me so sad. I know it does. I was like, rooting for them for so a second. Sad. I was rooting for them for a second against Texas, and then when Texas started beating them and I saw the Georgia fans on Twitter, I just thought it was too funny. Bro, I literally, <laughs> like, I didn't even dislike Florida until we became friends. Like, Florida <laughs> to me was just, like, another team. Like, yeah, they're a rivalry, but it's not that big of a deal. And now I, I just have an intense dislike for Florida because of you. I'm glad I could do that. And Florida Twitter is the most annoying this is how I feel about Georgia Twitter. Georgia Twitter. Oh my god! Don't get me started. Don't get me started. We'll have we'll have a we'll have an episode where we just discuss the Florida Georgia stuff because we could literally spend hours That'll on be it. The Jacksonville week, and I want to go off on you. But let's talk about this. Okay, I know we got to wrap this thing up here. Let's yeah. talk about. I know we want to talk about SEC and stuff like that. So I'm going to assume you have Alabama Georgia. Yeah, that's that's what I got in the in the championship. All right, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the AB, AP poll. Okay. So, honestly, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, what is my issue with the AP poll? And I don't have a lot of issues with the AP poll. I think they kind of did a good job. Uh, if you look at last year and stuff like that, I mean, you can make an argument that Michigan, Michigan's a little high, but obviously they brought in a good recruiting class. I think Michigan always is a little too high. I don't know. They have Michigan at seven. Um. Uh, LSU is kind of high, but you just the talent, you know, like to me, like these are just typical like AP preseason top 25. The only really issue that I have, like that's kind of far fetched for me is I feel like Nebraska at 24 is just like, really? Like Nebraska, I don't understand that at all. 
four games. Like, I know Scott Frost won in the American Conference, but get over yourself. Like, he's a good coach, but I'm not putting him in the top 25 when he won four games last year. Like, that, that's not how this works. I have so, no idea how they're in the top 25. Like, I and I keep seeing people saying, like, they could win their conference and stuff. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, they haven't done anything to show us that. Someone thinks Nebraska is going to win the conference? Somebody said that they could. They didn't say they think they will, but they said they could. I mean, like I would some put, analyst on Twitter said it. I would have put Missouri in there probably over that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, that's just whack to me. And then to me, I think UCF, like to me, they're always just overrated. But whatever. Like, I mean, yeah, but that, that's just bias. Like they deserve to be in. They deserve to. They be deserve in to be. In, don't get me wrong, but that is bias. But I'm just saying, like. They need to be. They need to get like. I hope they get waxed a couple times Dude, this year. I can tell you right away who's ranked too high. I know who you're gonna say Auburn. I knew you were gonna say Auburn. Why are they ranked in the top twenty? Because that's, that's a little biased. They have good. They have great returning talent on defense. Their defensive line is gonna be amazing. And that's I, I what everyone Parker listen I, to me. Yes. Everyone please. says the same thing about Auburn every year. They have a great D line returning. All the time, people say that they always have a good defense returning, and there's questions at quarterback. Well, I mean, I can write the Auburn script for you right there. Like, yes, I hate Auburn, but you can't tell me that they're not frequently overrated in, in the preseason polls. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are frequently overrated in the preseason polls. Uh, number one, LSU. Number two, Notre Dame. Number three, Michigan. Uh, number four, Oregon. Okay. I mean, you want to know what the four. difference? You want to know what the difference in LSU and Michigan right there is? Sure. They at least had better years than Auburn last year. Like Gus Malzahn, just the fact that Gus is the coach should knock Auburn out of the top twenty-five conversation. <laughs> All right. I <laughs> that is that's too biased. <laughs> no, listen, bro. Listen to me. Based <laughs> on, listen to me. Based on the last three seasons, do you still think that Auburn is the 16th best team in the country going into the season? I'm not saying they can't be in the top 25. No, no, no. Do you really think they're number 16 going into the season? All I'm saying is this, though. If you look at the teams underneath them, I could see them beating them all. UCF, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Iowa, Iowa State, Syracuse, Washington State, Nebraska, Sanford. Stanford, I should say. I could see Auburn beating all those teams. But anyone above them, I could make, like, I'm just like, I don't know if they'd beat them. Penn State, I don't think they'd beat them. Utah, Washington, Texas A&M, Oregon. And Utah's a sleeper this year. I'm telling you, Utah oh, could they win. they definitely are. They definitely are a sleeper. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about it. I don't know. I mean, 16, right now, I'm fine with Auburn at 16. Because you can't think about last year. You think about last year a little bit, and then you think about who they're returning. And I don't know. Let me just say this. Preseason polls are a bunch of horse shit. Yeah, so, they don't mean anything. <laughs> so I don't look too much into them. I don't yeah, – I take them, like, with a grain of salt. I don't – like, we really don't get a – we really don't get an actual, like, how good football teams are until we're about probably six, six or seven games in. Is what I'm thinking because you kind of you look at all the schedules. You really get down to the nitty gritty, right there, starting at like week 
week five. And then at week around week eight, you know, okay, these these teams are are making a run. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, so I've got matchups. do what? I mean, you have some big matchups early, but nothing. I mean, not for every team. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I've got one more question for you, and then we can wrap it up. Okay. So, just an individual player. Who do you think the biggest surprise this year will be in the SEC? Just individual player. Ooh, that's tough. I wish I would have thought about this beforehand. I mean, you kind of brought that out of nowhere. But let me say this. I'm trying to go away from Florida, but I feel like I know most about Florida. Sure. Let me give you you this. Can I give you a Florida player, and then can I give you a non-Florida player? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Florida player, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Marco Wilson. That he's gonna he's gonna come to the scene and he's gonna be insane. Marco Wilson is arguably the best defensive player on Florida, and he got he tore his ACL last year. He's the younger brother of Quincy Wilson, who was the first round draft pick. Uh, or, or he was in the NFL. I don't. He was supposed to be projected. I think he had a slide with the combine, but near the hero there. I think he's gonna have a great year, but it's only after an injury. And then my 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 player that is away from Florida or on a different team than Florida is kind of two two people, and it's the Georgia backfield with Zeus and Swift. I think they'll have good years, both coming back from injuries. Um. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. I mean, obviously, I think an obvious answer is Kelly Bryant will have a great year. I mean, can you know surprise a lot of people? I don't know if it's surprising yeah. or not, but um, I, you know, who knows? I think someone that will surprise us in a non in a, in a way where we're like, is he as good as we thought he was? Is uh, is Tua? Oh, kind of- bro, you took mine. I I thought the same thing. I thought after the UGA game um, and the Clemson game. I think people are going to have a really good idea of how to attack um, Tua and how to exploit him. Uh, and I think his confidence is also probably taking a hit. So to me, the biggest surprise this year will be Tua. I think he'll probably still have a good year, but it's not going to be Heisman worthy like some people think it will be. Yeah, I mean, hot take, Felipe Franks for Heisman goes to New York. I'm not saying oh he wins it, gosh. but he's there. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's all she wrote. <laughs> Listen, if Felipe Franks ends up in New York for the Heisman, I will apologize to you on air. I have a question. If Felipe Franks goes to New York for the Heisman, will you get a tattoo of my choice? But I won't do anything, anything gators or anything like that. But just like like if I want you get a, a, a rubber ducky on your calf or something like that, you have to get it. Will you do that? A rubber ducky? I'm not saying specifically a rubber ducky. Do you want me to lay out the lay out the I mean, what do you want to do? Do you want to do if let's Florida do beats this. Georgia? Or let's do, you do this. To- no, let's do this. Let's do this. You think of you come up with one to present to me, and I'll and if it's one that I would get if I lose, then I'll say yes. Like I gotta have an idea of what it would be. I can't just go in blind. My face? Will you get my face? No, I will not get your <laughs> face. Definitely face? not. No, that's that's uh, too far. You got Malzahn's face? definitely not (laughs) definitely not all right let's wrap up here let's do some shout outs and then uh we'll we'll call it quits for the night all right so do you have a shout out ready i mean you're you're literally infamous for not having a shout out look 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 i'm not gonna lie 
I need you to go first. I'm going to have it. Oh, my goodness. Just get your sh- just let me hear your shout out. Let me hear your shout out. All right, man. I am going to shout out somebody not necessarily college football related. Um, I'm going to shout out our boy Derek. He's listening right now, helping us record this. Um, and I'm super excited about working with him and him helping us produce our podcast and stuff. So my shout outs to Derek Myers, uh, from, uh, from on the sidelines. Um, so you're going to hear a lot more about OTS, um, and that stuff going on, but, uh, shout out to Derek for helping us out and getting us, getting us right with this podcast stuff. Look, I'm not going to lie. You stole mine. No. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I wish I would have gone first. Now you have brownie points with Derek. He's going to make your voice sound much better. He's going to really <laughs> hit you on those Whitney, <laughs> those Whitney vocals. Yep. Going to give me yeah, that no. smooth, smooth That's voice. Right. And then you're going to get gigs. And I'm going to be here in the dark. No. <laughs> my shout out. Can my shout out be like, does my shout out have to be a positive shout out? Or can I make fun of no, somebody? You can make fun of somebody, but keep it, keep it tame. Okay, I'm gonna shout out Tate Martell. I knew I I almost <laughs> did Tate Martell, but I was like, I know I can't because because Parker's going to and he's gonna roast him. Shout out to Tate Martell, and let me go through. Let me just go on a rant here. First of all, let me start off by this. Ha ha ha! You little bitch. <laughs> this man, number one, Ohio State thought he was the man. Thought he was QB one. He was actually on the show QB one. He thought, oh, I'm from Gorman Bishop. My sister's a model. No. Parents wrote that check. Little midget boy became the quarterback. What happened was, after that, you know, Justin Fields did his thing. was going to transfer. Tate Martell, don't swing and miss twice. Ha. Let's look back at that. I tried to go retweet that tweet. I couldn't find it. I think he deleted it. I would, too. Next off, oh, my gosh. You lost the starting quarterback job to Jared Williams. Like, you were a four- to five-star quarterback, and you lost it to Jaron Williams. And this is just laughable. Uh, I mean, I know if, 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 if you need a job in the future, I'm pretty sure that you can go work for work for Willy Wonka and be one of the Oompa Loompas. Um, because this dude, I mean, you know, humble yourself. So, hi, Tate Martell. Next thing you know, he's going to be working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And... I just think it's hilarious because this man was a cocky little shit. So there's my shout out. Suck it, Tate Martell. That's a good one. That's a good one. But you, who you really should shout out is Davin Bellamy because you just used his line with "humble yourself." I know. So I thought about. Just it. want you to know. Just want you to know and you used also, Davin Bellamy's line. Also, my second shout out is Derek. I don't know if anyone mentioned him, but <laughs> on the sidelines, he's gonna make my he's gonna make my voice sound as smooth as butter, baby. My last to sit through your ears. Whitney Houston oh, folks. All right, man. Well, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I know you me are too. Let and, me uh, tell you this. Let me tell you oh, this. Okay. Next week, next week, I'm going to be hype. I'm going to be super, super, super hype. Uncontrollably hype. Or you probably won't hear from me next week because I've jumped off my balcony. Oh, if you lose, you're going to jump off your balcony? Yeah, probably, man. I'm not going to lie. That's, that might be a little That might be a little much. I mean, if I can survive the uh, national championship blow up a couple years ago, surely you can survive losing to Miami. But either way, no matter what, wins or losses, I'm super excited about college football being here. And I know you are too, and we'll be back next week um, with another episode. But until then, make sure you uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff, rate, review, all of that. 
uh, and go check out on the sidelines. Follow us on as well. Twitter. Yes. Yes. 